If you are looking for even more help and guidance on your breakup, I have a few different options for you to take your healing to the next level. I have four different online courses depending on what stage of the breakup that you're in from beginning all the way into moving on after heartbreak, or you can bundle all of my courses together and use the code podcast to get $25 off my course bundle. I also have my 30 day no contact challenge to help hold you accountable in going no contact with your ex. And we have our free Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with other people going through breakups all over the world. To learn more about any of these resources, head to the show notes where you can learn more about my courses, take the quiz to figure out which course is best for you, or join the Facebook group. And don't forget to use the code PODCAST to get $25 off my course bundle. Welcome to the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast with your host, Breakup Bestie, aka me, Kendra. Breakups are hard, but you don't have to do it alone. Each week, I will be taking you through a different topic as it relates to breaking up, healing from heartbreak, growing in your single life, dating, and getting back into happier and healthier relationships. The goal of this show is to provide support, hope, tips, and to remind you that above all, this too shall pass. Welcome to the very first episode of the podcast. I am kicking this show off with the topic, Signs You're in a Toxic Relationship. And the reason I'm kicking it off with this particular topic is this is a topic that is very near and dear to my heart. And for those of you that don't know my story, from the ages of 18 to 21, I was in a very toxic, verbally and emotionally abusive relationship that took me to hit a rock bottom before I got out of. And when I was in that relationship, I literally used to Google signs that I'm in a toxic or abusive relationship. I actually don't even think I knew the term toxic relationship. And back then, this was over 10 years ago, we didn't necessarily talk openly about what a verbally abusive relationship looked like or what an emotionally abusive relationship looked like. For all that me as a 18-year-old knew was I knew about domestic violence. I knew that if I was in a physically abusive relationship, I needed to get out. However, I didn't know this subtle form of abuse existed. I knew something was off, so that's why I would turn to Google. So this is a really important topic for me to cover because I know that at one point I needed it, and after opening up about my story of being in that toxic and abusive relationship, once I was finally able to heal and come to terms with it, I know so many other people have been through the exact same thing, and I know there are probably so many people who are currently in that position. So this topic is very important to me because it's something I needed and something that I know many of you needed or currently need. So to get started, I first wanted to start off by saying that I am not here to diagnose your relationship either way, and my only hope is that me sharing my experience and some of these signs that it can potentially shed light on anything that you are going through. So 
So I'm going to go over these. And if you have any other further questions, I'm always on my email and are happy to answer and talk about individual situations. But again, these are just in my personal experience. I am not a psychologist or a psychiatrist. Um, I just love being able to share and help others from my own experience. So Let's jump into, you know, some of the signs that you might be in a toxic relationship. So the first sign for me that indicates a toxic relationship is if the relationship isolates you. So I got into my relationship straight out of high school, and in high school, I was an extremely social person. I had a lot of friends. I have always been extremely close with my family. I have quite a few siblings plus nieces and nephews. So you pretty much always found me surrounded by people. I am still that way. But in my three-year relationship, slowly but surely, I began to be isolated from those friends and family. And it started off by him pointing out to me that my friends maybe weren't good influences on me. And me being someone who is so eager to please, this was, you know, my first serious relationship, so I was very eager to please. I was always apt to believe him. So I began to slowly cut out friends and, you know, there was a couple times where he actually told me that if I loved him, I needed to, you know, cut certain people out of my life. He got into a verbal altercation with one of my closest guy friends that I had had since I was two years old. So some of it was subtle and some of it was very direct, but I would say about a year into the relationship, the only people I was really keeping in contact with were my parents, and that's because they were providing financial support. But other than that, I lost almost all of my friends from high school. I wasn't talking to many members of my family, and I didn't even realize that it that it had happened until it was all over and I looked around and I didn't have anyone around me anymore. And so if if you feel like this is the case where maybe your partner is pointing out that certain friends might not be good for you or, you know, they're not apt to let you go out for your girls' night and making you choose between the people you love and him, I'd say that's probably a good sign that the relationship has gone toxic. And the second sign is if your partner controls you, but it feels like it's out of love. And I kind of just touched on this, but there were so many things that he asked of me or said to me that at first glance felt very loving. So whether he got jealous of guys I was in class with, and, you know, was very, would ask a lot about who I was talking to at school or, you know, how he asked me to dress. All of these things 
it felt like he was doing it because he loved me so much and he cared so much that he needed to know these things or that I needed to do these things. And now looking back, of course, that wasn't out of love. And if it was, it was not the kind of love that that I ever wanted. In fact, it, this was out of control and a need for him to manipulate me and control me. So if, you know, your partner has asked certain things of you that you are not comfortable with, but it is disguised in a way that is looks like it's out of love, you know, that's another good indicator. And just a side note, another part of my story is I am now very happily married in a very healthy relationship, and it actually took me quite a while to get used to my husband not getting jealous of me with other people. And honestly, there have been times where I felt like maybe he doesn't care so much. And those are just, you know, beliefs that I picked up from being in that toxic relationship. And I had to realize that jealousy wasn't love. And a little bit of jealousy, of course, is normal. We're all human. But jealousy to the point of control is not love. The next sign is nothing is ever the other person's fault, or now we use the term gaslighting. But again, about 10 years ago, I had no idea that term existed. So in the beginning of that relationship, I used to bring up things that would bother me. So whether he was doing something that upset me, there were a lot of double standards in this relationship where I wasn't allowed to do something that he could do. So I would bring these things up and no matter what I brought up, no matter how calm and logical I was presenting it, by the end of the conversation, I always felt like it was somehow my fault because he would twist it, tell me that I must just love arguing, I must just love fighting. And I used to get so frustrated because I knew I didn't like to fight. I'm someone that hates confrontation and I was just bringing up things that were bothering me or needs not being met. And it did. It ended up really screwing with my internal belief system because I thought maybe I do just like fighting and maybe I just need to, you know, work on myself and change myself in order to make me feel better. So you know the term gaslighting is now a lot more common and i think a lot a lot of people are a lot more aware of it now but if you don't feel comfortable bringing up issues with your partner and i got to a certain point in the relationship where i wouldn't bring anything up because i didn't want the fight and i didn't want to at the end of the day feel like everything was my fault so again, another sign you should always feel comfortable bringing things up to your partner, you know, obviously in a calm and logical way if we can, but you should always feel comfortable doing that. So if you don't, I would say again, that's another sign to take a look at. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What would you do if you had unlimited time and energy? As you're navigating your breakup, I know your energy can feel low and it can feel really difficult to complete everything you need to in a day. When you're emotionally exhausted, it's especially important to be really clear on what your priorities are and where your energy should be invested. 
Therapy has helped me in the past figuring out where I should be putting my energy, whether that's career, friendships, relationships, events, which in turn has helped lower my anxiety because I don't always have to feel stretched thin or behind. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash heartbreak today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash heartbreak. Are you looking for a guilt-free way to unwind? Between balancing your breakup, work, and just functioning in your day-to-day life, I know you are under a lot of stress. Breakups mess with your nervous system, cause obsessive thoughts, and make it so hard to just sit with yourself. This is why it's so important to have rituals that allow you to treat yourself in a healthy way. And this is why I love Recess Mood, a sparkling water infused with functional ingredients like stress-balancing adaptogens and mood-lifting magnesium. Life has been very full and stressful for me lately, and as someone who hasn't had alcohol in a 11 years, I need something that helps me relax and that can bring me a moment of peace. Lately, my favorite way to do that is sitting on the couch after I put my kids to bed and having either the strawberry rose or the lime recess mood. They not only make me feel good, but they also taste incredible too. So whether you're looking for a healthier alternative to alcohol or a way to make you feel more balanced, you deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash heartbreak and get 15% off recess mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So the next one, and this was a really big one for me, is you don't feel comfortable talking about your relationship with other people. And if you do end up talking to other people, you're not honest about it. So if you feel like you're constantly defending your partner or your relationship to your loved ones, I, for me, my ex told me that he didn't think it was respectful or proper to talk about your, the inner workings of your relationship with your friends. And because, you know, that was my first relationship and Also, another factor is this man was 12 years older than me. I thought that he must just know better. So I listened to that and I really did. I stopped talking about the inner workings of the relationship with friends. You know, this was prior to me being isolated and, you know, never really told my parents the entire truth of what was going on. So now, you know, as opposed to my relationship now, my husband pretty much knows that whatever happens in our relationship my, you know, five best friends are going to know about it. And he knows that's a really important part of my life. It's also a really big way that I'm able to keep my relationship healthy because I'm able to get perspective from other people when I need it. So if you don't feel like you can be honest with your loved ones about your relationship, it's probably not a relationship that you should be in. So the last one that I'm going to talk about is your beliefs about yourself will slowly become more and more negative. So I talk a lot about 
this on my Instagram page and on my blog is that we typically will find outside things to match how we feel on the inside. So before I got into this three-year relationship, I didn't have the best self-esteem already. So when he wasn't treating me well, it matched how I felt on the inside. However, during that three-year period, my self-esteem and my self-worth sunk so incredibly low because of, you know, the things he would say to me, the way he would make me feel. You know, he used to say things that I would never find someone better than him and that I'm so lucky to be with him. And it got to a point where, you know, I wasn't getting support from other people. So I really started to believe all of those things. And by the time I left that relationship, I had so much rebuilding to do. And it was so hard to leave because I really did believe that that was the best I was ever going to do. And, you know, I believed all the things he said to me. So if your relationship is making you feel low and worse about yourself, that is not a relationship to be in. Your partner is not responsible for how you feel, but the relationship and the way they make you feel should make you feel even better about yourself. You know, my partner now is one of my biggest cheerleaders and is such a big, you know, reassurer for me when I'm not feeling good about myself. So if any of these things ring true, I would never diagnose someone's relationship as something that they should get out of. However, I just hope that by talking about some of these signs that it will make you a little bit more conscientious about the relationship. And I will also say that all of this stuff will be very subtle. It's not like all of a sudden it'll start like this. So for me, the first six months of my relationship were completely healthy, super loving. And then all of a sudden there was like a shift And the shift happened when I was, you know, at fault. I was caught texting another guy in a very flirtatious way. However, the reaction from my ex was completely out of line. And that's when the toxicity started. So in my head, it felt deserved because I did something wrong. So again, it's, it's not it's probably very subtle. And again, like I couldn't see a lot of these things until I was out of it. But just know that your gut is usually right. So it's really important to tune into your gut to know when it's time to walk away. And if you're ready to, you know, walk away from a relationship like this, I know it's not easy. Again, because of all the grooming that's happened to us all of the beliefs we have about ourselves. You know, I shared that I really believed I would never be able to do better, but I knew that it was time to walk away and I knew that the relationship was not right. So really listen to that feeling. And the last thing I'm going to end with is the healing process from a relationship like this. And it's a doozy and I will do an episode completely dedicated to this at some point. But I did want to point out a few things that at least came up for me when I was healing from this relationship. One was I made the mistake of continuing to hide the relationship because I felt so shameful by my actions and by me not being able to see how bad it was 
that I was embarrassed. And so I didn't share that. And it made the healing process a lot harder for me. It made me feel very non-trusting of other people to the point where I ended up in a string of relationships with very emotionally unavailable people because I was too scared to get close with someone. So there are going to be a range of things that come up during this healing process, all of which I believe are completely normal. I think the biggest thing to remember is no matter what you're feeling, the answer is not to go back to the person. You know, we can turn to a therapist, friends, loved ones. Maybe it's just sitting on your hands and waiting for the pain to pass. But the most important thing is going to be to not go back to that person. And that took me another year to realize. So if I can save anyone from that additional pain, I will. But again, I don't want to diagnose anyone's relationship or scare anyone by these stories, but I did just really want to share my experience with this because it is very important to me and very important that people who are in these kind of toxic relationships are able to safely walk away. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you loved it, I hope you'll leave a review and share with your friends. If you're not already following me on Instagram, head to at your breakup bestie where I'm sharing new content almost every day. To join our Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with thousands of people from all over the world going through breakups, head to the link in the show notes. And don't forget to check out my online courses for more in-depth help through your healing journey. I always end these episodes the same way, reminding you to be nice to yourself, stay connected with loved ones, and the biggest reminder is that this too shall pass. I promise. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.